And hello, welcome to It's a Scary Life. I am your host, Melody, and this is my always beautiful and wonderful inside and out, Ellen. Hi. Co-host Ellen. I didn't say the word (laughs) co-host. I'm I'm just her Ellen. It's like that's on my... Uh, work certificate. I mean, great. yeah, I mean, that is true. <laughs> you you are my Ellen. Um, you are the only Ellen in my life. <laughs> uh, I destroyed the others. <laughs> uh, technically, the other one destroyed herself by branding herself on being kind. And oh then not no. being able to follow through by literally being, you know, Betty White or Dolly Parton. You know, people who were truly be kind in their practice. Yeah. I said were for, but Dolly's alive. She's fine. She's fine. She better be fine. She's okay. Dolly Parton is alive. She's not allowed to die. Not for a while. I can't let go. Never. So while I dream about uh, trips to Dolly World, let's uh, (laughs) (laughs) move on with this uh, episode. We're very excited. Yeah. So Ellen, um, what were your clues? Uh, My clues were I'd like it. Um, It's uh, in honor of Black History Month. And it's not going to be as traumatic as last year when we talked about the Tulsa Race Massacre. Not quite, no. You say not quite. And I that mean, as a person who physically feels these stories, okay, this one doesn't hurt as much. Cool, cool. <laughs> All right, I will, you know what, I'll take that. Um, yeah, racial trauma is fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure it is. It's a thing you never get to work through because you're never out of the environment. You know, that's not, that sounds like just like a barrel of fun. Super fun. Yeah. Great. Mm. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is why a lot of black women come off as angry, because we have to be strong as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so I would like to start out with a little apology for not getting our last episode for January out. When it got recorded, I, like a fool, thought I could edit during a week where we'd go on vacation. And since then have just generally been nursing my seasonal depression. So I will be getting that out uh, as sooner rather than later. And then furthermore, thank you for listening to our podcast. Yeah. Uh, this is a lovely project for an outlet for my interests and excuse to spend a lot of time with one of my favorite people. Hell yeah. So glad you guys listen because otherwise there'd be probably no motivation. None whatsoever honestly i'd be happy if we had like consistently 20 listens but on average we're getting about like 40 per episode which is nice yeah we're solid you guys are great you guys are fantastic also my mom told some people about this yay (laughs) yeah yeah. i've noticed missouri's been lighting up a little yeah yeah i thought maybe it was like your sister yeah and maybe a couple of their friends something like that something like um so hey folks from missouri I'm definitely going to say some mean things about Missouri, but not you guys, because you're great. <laughs> yes, hate, hate the area and the toxicity of places, not necessarily the people in them. Listen, the people are the only reason that it's worth being there. Also, like, it's a beautiful state. Yeah. Like, there are parts of it that are absolutely gorgeous. Oh, I'm sure. And it's Branson why is I fun. feel like it is a little bit worth visiting outside of seeing your family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, Kansas City and St. Louis are awesome. Um, and Branson is fun. I hear Kansas City barbecue is some of the best in the world. It is. It and is the best. I am contractually obliged to say so because I'm nice. from there. Nice. Mm-hmm. Solid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm i very interested in seeing, you know, what Kansas City could offer. I know they have the original Alvin Ailey. 
mm-hmm. uh, dance studio because he was from there. And a really good like uh, Shakespeare fest, like outdoor Shakespeare festival. Oh, in the that's summer. nice. Yeah, it's really fun. See, this is how Passive I'm going to great. travel different states. I'm going to find the little pieces of them that are worth visiting mm-hmm. and go there. Yeah. Like Birmingham and Montgomery are worth it in Alabama. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go to the rural parts. <laughs> it's not necessary. Milwaukee and Madison are great. Mm-hmm. More terrified of the rural parts of Wisconsin, to be honest. Yeah, but they have cheese. They do so. have great cheese. <laughs> but we have driven through some areas of Wisconsin that is scary. Yeah, those were, yeah, there were a couple of times when I, like, wouldn't let you out of my sight in, like, grocery stores mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 I felt very happy with my white cushion. Yeah. All my little white friends. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> But the reason Wisconsin is more scary is because, like, at least in rural Alabama, a lot of those people have, like, interacted with black people before. Yeah. But, like, a lot of areas of, like, the Midwest and the North, they just haven't. Like, this is just, if it's not an area where it's touristy, they just haven't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's much scarier. Yep. Um, So, yay Black History Month. Black History Month. We're talking racism. (laughs) What? (laughs) During this... Black History Month. <laughs> Talking racism <gasps> during Black History Month? Who'd have thought? Well, I never. Um, wh- what do you got for us today, Melody? Yeah, so today uh, marks our first intended episode of February 2022. Uh, as you and every U.S. resident knows, February every year marks Black History Month. Hell yeah. It's a band-aid solution to racism in the good old U.S. of A., which is used to perpetuate racism by overlooking most of black history and referencing only the parts of Martin Luther King's history that capitalists and white supremacists approve of. Mm-hmm. You know, the be nonviolent and be peaceful while the white supremacists stock up their guns and the capitalists who ignore all of the communism and socialism that he would preach. I really like the one about the riot being the language of the unheard. Oh, yeah, that's a great that's speech. That's fun. It's beautiful speech. Yeah. Because he's the thing is, he's like, I don't condone the violence, but I understand where it's coming from yep. and the pain. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is their last resort. This is they've been trying to be heard for so long that they feel this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, this is what seems necessary. I yeah, I love that speech. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I think it's also just that we kind of like in America in general have the like the great man history type thing. Oh, God. Yes. Where we don't talk about all of the other people involved in the movement and the fact that it was a movement mm-hmm. and that he was a chosen leader of the movement. Yeah. He had a leader voice. He did. He had that Nelson Mandela Obama leader voice. He he sounds There's like a preacher. Resonance. He's got he's got that preacher voice. I mean, he's a literal preacher. He literally <laughs> no, like I I a hundred percent know that he is, but like as a child, like the first time that we actually listened to, of course it was I Have a Dream. Yeah, but of course naturally, it's they they love playing it in your classrooms. They love it, right? They and played like it plays um during my friend Martin too. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Do you know how many goddamn times I saw that movie? <laughs> Several. Many. Several. I've seen it an, an obnoxious amount of times. So the yeah. point where I want to vomit. Because I'm just like, why was this what we focused on and not the socialism? And the fact that you he know why. was critical of the white moderate. You know why. <laughs> yeah, I know, but. I know. I know. I still want to complain. <laughs> that is okay. 
<laughs> this is this is your platform to complain. Yeah, this is where I get to say that Martin Luther King hated the white moderate as much as I do. <laughs> we had the same level of you should be ashamed of yourselves that mm-hmm. I feel. Um, so anyway, to celebrate <laughs> this month, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a fun couple of episodes, guys. <laughs> Um, I wanted to talk about stories that connect us to the parts of black history that don't get talked about enough. And today's story falls into mostly history and part ghost story. (gasps) Yes. I'm so excited. (laughs) So today we get into some of the history of the United States forcing black people out of their thriving towns for their own purposes. Down south in Georgia, we visit Oscarville now known as the Haunted Lake Sydney Lanier. Ooh, I haven't heard about this one. Really? Oh, fun. Yeah, no. I thought with maybe all the articles circulating about, like, towns and things that were, and black communities that were turned into, like, lakes and parks and things, you may have at least heard a little bit about it. I mean, I may have, uh, but I haven't, but, but I don't know if the name stuck with me. Okay, like cool. The one that I know the most about is obviously um, what became uh, Central Park. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was fucked up. So fucked. So as you can tell, many, many times throughout U.S. history, government officials see it fit to move black people from where they are living in one form of racial cleansing or another, generally framed as infrastructure. Bullshit. And urban planning. That's my favorite phrase. Mm. Urban planning. Who are you planning for? The whites. (sighs) Terrible. (laughs) Literally just a very shitty thing to do. The whites or people who specifically blend into white culture. Mm. As it seems to be shifting now. Like we have a strong shift towards that. That's awful. I don't like that. Yeah, right? Yeah. Melody, make it stop. I'm trying. Okay. <laughs> I just yell my complaints into the ether and hope people listen. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. So a famous example of that people can never talk about enough is the destruction of Seneca Village in Manhattan to create Central Park and push black people out from the city center, which Ellen did mention earlier. Ah. Because it is that famous and we should never stop talking about it. It was a prosperous black community. It was wonderful. That was fairly like self sufficient they were like, and that's what really scared the white people. right because god's <laughs> forbid god <sighs> forbid that we don't need you for forbid that we can be also be independent and like that you're generating your own wealth for or your own community and keeping it within that community yeah or by modern conservative rhetoric forbid that we pull ourselves up by our bootstraps <sighs> <laughs> Didn't MLK also say something about that? How it was bullshit? Uh, or is that somebody else? Yes, because he understood the original meaning union of, yeah. union mo- meaning of it being like you can't pull, pull yourself, yourself up, up when you're bent over taking care of your bootstraps. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I know like five things about MLK and I'm going to say all of them in this episode. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a few more of his speeches and things. Okay. Um. They're phenomenal. I just, yeah, he literally had leader voice. He it draws really you did. Because usually that preacher thing doesn't work on me. I go, cool, 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 very fast. Um, Like, it definitely as a kid, I knew that he was a reverend. But as a kid who never went to a Christian church, because oh yeah. I ain't. 
um hearing him talk i was like oh yeah oh so he's like a preacher preacher he's a preacher preacher like and and there was like that moment where i was like oh no that's not safe but then i was like wait but it's it's fine it's fine he's not he's not trying to make me convert or anything yeah he literally had no interest in converting anyone he just wanted to do i mean he he was acting as a good Jewish person, actually. Listen, listen, we will, I- I- if we on the Jewish council of whatever, I don't know. Yeah. If we're allowed to claim him. I will claim him. Love to. We'll, we'll trade you Ivanka. Yeah, we were. <laughs> <sighs> oh, God. <laughs> Too bad we can't trade Madonna because she's not a real Jew. Mm. Anywho, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Georgia. Um, by the way, Madonna just never went through actual conversion school. By the way, she's oh. legit Nicole. Oh no! Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that sucks. She never did. Yeah, that's why it's safe to say that Madonna is not Jewish. Um, ah. <laughs> I did not know that she was in a cult. Yes, the whole Kabbalah bracelet thing is. Weird Kabbalah cult. I'm going to be honest with you. I do not keep up with Madonna. She was not a part of my childhood. Fair. I watch enough things about celebrities that this is stuff that ends up in my radar. I was raised under a rock. (laughs) And my only link to the outside world was PBS. Ah, yeah. I had cable, so I had a lot of VH1. That's And MTV. A lot of MTV. I know a lot about Typhoid Mary. Nice. Good. Yeah. And Judy Garland's uh, uh, pill addictions. Yeah. Yeah. That were forced on forced her. on her by the studio. Yeah. Can we? Okay, that's not this episode. That's not this episode. We can talk about the tragedy that is Judy Garland's life another day. Okay. Uh so, so yes, our official in the U.S. have displaced black homeowners for parks, lakes, and highways—a horrid amount in this country. Uh, but some of these projects are also more than taking land from underneath black people. Sometimes when the officials were choosing a space, they were trying to cover up a racial cleansing by attempting a historical one. Oh, what the fuck? Which brings us to Oscarville, Georgia, a once bustling black community that suffered two tragedies, one that pushed the residents out and another that attempted to erase their history and finalize the theft of their land. Oh, what the fuck? Oscarville, Georgia is in Forsyth County, Georgia, just about 50 miles north of Atlanta. It was home to a mostly black population who were moving on up in the world. Oscarville was a farming community with a robust church presence. Many residents would farm, but others were craftsmen and laborers in the ne- uh, in coming the next town over with um, habited by white residents. Also, I should tell you that this the, the word coming is spelled the dirty way Ayo. and it's very awkward Ayo. <laughs> um, excellent i'm i'm sure there's so many people making jokes about it in georgia at all times yeah probably yeah. people love a dirty joke <laughs> uh so oscarville had schools for their children to be educated and go out into the world to be the best they can be newspapers had referred to oscarville as a strong black community but, unfortunately, newspapers would also publish some other opinions about Oscarville. Oh, goddamn. In one letter to a newspaper, a resident of a nearby town expressed distress over the fact that Oscarville had schools, confer- uh, concerned that the children would then grow up to be able to pass the literacy tests given to vote. Which, of course, we know could still rarely happen because literacy tests were purposely misleading. The fuck? 
And even fuck? when given to Ivy League students, they have exceptionally low pass rates. What the fucking hell? That is, I mm, yes. How dare these black people what? get educated? You know, They'll I'm so to used to like covert white racism. I'm so fucking used to it. I'm right. from the Midwest. I like you hear people be overt about it sometimes, but ooh, buddy, there is nothing like overt racism right in the South during Jim Crow. That is it's is rough. You just said the quiet part. <laughs> you're you're not supposed to say the quiet part, buddy. Yeah, you you make up some shit about about subversive things being taught in the schools. Yeah, you make up some shit about, like, they're gonna teach them to do an uprising against white people. Exactly. Like, that's what you say. You don't just come out and say the quiet part. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> huh. Anyways. <laughs> mm. um, so, the, you know, the Reconstruction South had a lot of tensions on the progress of black people. We uh, should have... We, 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 we should have kept reconstructing. We should have... Oh, yeah. Andrew Johnson sh- was the worst VP pick Lincoln could have had. He sucked. Listen, we should have been occupying the fucking South we should have for occup- years. Oh, yeah. We should not have left there till like, the 1960s, honey. Uh, <laughs> we needed to give it at least 100 years before we left. We should have... We should have done so much. So much better. We should have put the, the, the barrier of entry back into the U.S. as a state rather than as an occupied territory mm-hmm. about 50 times higher. Oh, so much. I'm say, mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And this is why Lincoln's strategy was idiotic. Not that he could <sighs> predict being the shot, only, but... The only reason that we look at Lincoln as kindly as we do now is because he fucking got himself killed. True. Like that's it. It's it's this, it's this fucking same thing with well, JFK. It's also the white saviory. Oh, it's, oh yeah, one hundred percent that. But like, if he if he had stayed alive and fucked up some more, oh yeah, we wouldn't have given a shit about him. We would have been like, yeah, he freed the slaves, but like he didn't he go out did on the battlefield. Oh yeah, but he did this, this, and this after that. Yeah, right, exactly. And you know what he wanted black people to do? I know you do, Melody. I know yep. you know what he wanted black yeah. people. He wanted them to fucking leave. Just you send know, them back to Africa. They built the place. They fucking, you know, held up half the country's economy on their own shoulders. Let's not, not talk getting about paid. Liberia. Uh, <sighs> listen, I I have, uh, like, again, a half-remembered PBS special about it. Yep. It is, it's infuriating. Wild. We'll talk about it sometimes. Wild. Because human beings do horrible things Just to each other. Just plays the actual popular. Yeah. <sighs> we need to move on, Melody. <laughs> yeah, so, you know. The Reconstruction South had tons of tensions regarding the progress of black people, formerly enslaved and freedmen, feeling threatened that what they saw as their natural position above them would be taken away. Oh, no. Yeah. It's almost like you can hear Charlottesville in your head. Well, now it's I can. It's all the same. And then in 1912, some of these tensions boiled over in Oscarville, leading, leading to when the people were run out of town. So in September of 1912, there were two incidents that were the linchpin in the first time people were forced out of the Oscarville area. A white woman in Cumming had claimed she had woken up to a black man in her bed. Oh, God damn it. God damn it. Not a fucking gun. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is some... <sighs> yeah. So whether or not the claim were true, the white townsfolk believed it because it fit the stereotypes about black men that they believed and validated their fears that created those stereotypes in the first place. I hate it here. 
Yes. Fucking hate it here. Two men and four accomplices were arrested for this crime. She said one black man was in her bed. Two men, four accomplices arrested. I then know, I know how this goes, Melody. Oh, I know. This gets so much worse before it gets better. So then just days later, oh, God damn. the body of an 18-year-old girl, Sleety May Crow, was found on, in the woods outside Cummings, sexually assaulted and bludgeoned. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. White, I'm assuming? Yes. Yep. It was assumed to be done by Oscarville resident Ernest Knox, who was 16. He and several of his oh friends God. had been arrested. Oh, God. On the assumption that he had personally brought them to the body. Oh. That's what the police report said. So that's oh what we're thinking no. the police were assuming. Oh, God. Police really like making up really ridiculous shit when they make false confessions for yeah. people. Yeah. It is terrifying. Melody, did these, did these kids make it? Not all of them. Uh-huh. Okay. Knox was taken to the jail in Atlanta to try to prevent an uprising I- of Cummings' residents. Mm-hmm. This attempt, however, had failed, and an angry mob had j- formed outside of the jailhouse. Oh, the fuck. The posse had gotten into the jail and brought out 24-year-old Robert Edwards and beat him until they got riled up enough to take some rope and hang him from a telephone pole in the town square. Oh, God, I hate This led the mob going on to intimidate black people in Forsyth County. The people walked through Oscarville, threatening and beating anyone they saw on the streets. They fired guns into the homes. Several people who were referred to as night riders by the oh, riders. Oh, fuck that. Fuck that. Rode on horseback setting Mm -hmm. fire to houses and throwing explosives into businesses and the churches. The residents of Oscarville rightfully feared for their lives and were forced to flee. Yeah. Yeah. Leaving their home and the town some of the older residents had built left behind. They moved to the different black areas of surrounding towns from Oscarville, many notably going to Gainesville which also ends up getting leveled later. That one I've heard about. Breaking up a community that had the potential to lift up the black people in the entire county. Roughly 1,100 people were displaced that night and completely forced to start over. Oscarville then stood abandoned. The burnt shells of buildings and homes still standing. Schoolhouse there. The cemeteries abandoned, no longer to have their loved ones visit. Landowners were terrified to go back and claim their land. Because of the terror to go back to their land, the county officials took advantage and seized the land as their own. Oh, fuck you. Oh, come on. Despite decades of people fighting to claim their land, their ownership, the former residents of Oscarville fought the government and the government won. (sighs) Fucking course it did. God damn it. And this laid the rank groundwork for Lake Sydney Lanier to come to existence. The River and Harbors Act of 1899 was the first piece of environmental legislation in the U.S. purported by Teddy Roosevelt and was originally about protecting the natural waterways. For those who don't know, Teddy Roosevelt was a major environmentalist. Yep. Yeah. Teddy Roosevelt, wonderful person to look into. His politics were solid. Yeah, and that's where we get the term teddy bear. It is. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, so in 1946, 
the River and Harbors Act was passed once again through Congress with additional provision, Public Law 79-525, quote, authorizing the construction, repair, and preservation of serpent public works on rivers and harbors, end quote. And this provision was then used to level many black communities to create dams and lakes. Sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That tracks with every fucking other thing that's happened <laughs> in American history up to this point. And since and since then. Yeah. It's really. Uh, yeah. It tracks. It's like, oh, we want to put something in that benefits the white communities or it white people. Is this what are we going to do? Just get rid of the people who don't look like us? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think this country is worth fighting for, Melody. <sighs> I, I'm sorry. We can cut that if that's like a little too sad. <laughs> but like, I really like not just this. But like, this is like a thought that I've yeah. had for <laughs> two decades. But like, yeah. mm, it's it's. I don't think. Yeah. If I feel like the people are worth fighting for, but this fucking yeah. thing. I don't believe in fighting for a country. I believe in fighting for people. Yeah. You don't fight for a country. You fight for citizens. Right. Like. No, 100%. A country is just a symbol. It is. And that's all it is in the end. It's like I was telling Evan earlier today. I don't root for a country in the Olympics. I just root for good athletes. Yeah, that's fair. They, they worked really hard and they made it to this point. Mm-hmm. And I just root for whoever I think is really great at what they did. That's fair. <laughs> Um, also, I don't give a fuck about sports. So that's the other fun thing about the Olympics. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I only watch the figure skating in Winter Olympics, and then in summer I watch the gymnastics, and then I'm done. I like the fencing. <laughs> oh yes, I do watch fencing sometimes. I don't understand what's going on all the time, but I do like it. Yeah, I love watching fencing. It's a very interesting sport to watch. I think they should add broadswords. Ooh yeah. I'm very excited for the day they add pole. I just, ooh, that'd be nice. It's coming. Hey. But that was enough of a uh, palate cleanser tangent. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. So this fucking lake on top of a black, uh, Yeah. So the Buford Dam project was created to prevent flooding to Atlanta from the Chattahoochee River. The city had been flooded a few times in the last several years, and a dam and reservoir was needed to protect the ever-important city folk from having damaged homes and businesses. <laughs> Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there! <laughs> I love that you, like, waited for me to stop speaking to say it, though. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, finish your thought. <laughs> I'll just I'll just be dirty over here. <laughs> like I'll just I'll just be twelve right here. Okay. See, I family from Georgia, so I've always known the Chattahoochee River. Oh, a hundred percent. I just still I've think just, it's fucking funny. Yeah, I'm over the joke. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, so the location that used to be the town of Oscarville was now an abandoned piece of bloodstained history that got chosen for the project for the Buford Dam in Lake Veneer solely to cover up the abandoned buildings and erase the history of what happened there. So when Lake Veneer was being made, officials had assured people that the cemeteries that were part of the town were going to be moved and to give the people resting there a new resting place. They didn't, did they? It's like poltergeist, honey. Mm. (laughs) 
The reservoir was finished in 1956 and has since brought people to it for recreation. The problem with people using this lake for recreation is that the town of Oscarville still sits underneath the water. Excellent. When people filled the lake, rather than taking down the buildings and whatever else was left, they simply just filled the space with water. Oh my god, that is the dumbest shit. Yeah, they took down some trees and that was it. There was deforestation. They took down some of the surrounding towns, including Gainesville. Which is where, yeah, most of what Oscarville went to. Right. Fucking leveled Gainesville as well. I hate it here. Yes. But it's the largest lake in Georgia. (laughs) At what fucking cost? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Ah. Yeah. So underneath the water lies the remnants of what was once the town. So depending on the water levels, people may boating may get into an accident by scraping against one of the old buildings. Good. And despite the officials telling people that they had moved the cemeteries, divers have confirmed and taken pictures of old tombstones from the cemeteries under the water left there with every other piece of Oscarville history. Mm-hmm. And looking at these pictures are s- of peop- divers who've gone in there and taken them, it's very eerie. The schoolhouse is still standing. It's like this big stone building. Um. When the water levels go down, you can see a par- the end of a partial road protrude out. Oh, my God. Um, and like I said, this it's a reservoir. It was not meant to be somewhere people are boating and swimming. Right. And so because there is still a town down there, because the bodies in the cemeteries were definitely not moved, and because of a couple other things, of course, ghost stories start popping up around Lake Lanier. Excellent. Um, The fact that Lake Lanier is one of the most deadly lakes in the nation definitely adds to this story. Good! I'm glad. Since 1984, there have been over 700 drownings and boating accidents in that lake. Now, of course, the boating accidents can be generally chalked up to the fact that there's buildings underwater. General incompetence. And general incompetence with people. Where there are big things around water people will die Mm -hmm. this isn't like natalie wood where she was obviously murdered (laughs) because you don't bruise when you drown god that's (laughs) so it's so fuck it's such a weird fucking yeah (sighs) in any case so the ghosties Um, the ghosties um so many people when swimming in the lake tell stories of feeling hands on their ankles trying to pull them down And apparently people around the area will tell you to never go off to the spots where your feet can't touch the ground because that's how they get you. Yes. And in many places in this lake, there are very sudden drop-offs. Like I said, it was never meant to be recreational. So they they didn't prepare it for that. So there are places where it's like, you know, four feet deep and then suddenly it's a 30 foot drop off. And the lake itself, it was roughly 100 feet deep. Oh, my God. So when people have boating accidents, you don't find them. You don't get it back. (laughs) Okay, I just want to say that generally I'm not a fan of, like, people getting injured or dying. Yeah. In this case, fuck it. (laughs) Ghosties can get them. So one diver, Buck Buchanan, told the news... That on his excursions diving in Lake Lanier, he will sometimes feel an arm or a leg that just isn't moving. 
Mm. He'll just you find a body. Mm. I don't like that melody. There are stories of people just hanging out near the water and seeing a face come up and stare back at them. The thing is, it could just be corpses. It could be the fact that they... Well, for that one, if it were corpses, it would be floating back to the top. The, the, oh, oh the I lifeless see. This is, this is spooky faces. Yeah. Oh, cool. The lifeless arm or leg that Buck Buchanan is feeling is definitely corpses, typically. Oh, God. Um, but this whole face thing, there would still be, like, a body floating to the top. Okay, that's fair. With that. <laughs> spooky faces. This is, like, a face that appears and then disappears. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. And it's, like, you know, not their face. So Mm-mm. it's not a reflection. <laughs> I don't like that one bit. Nope. And then comes the legend of the Lady of the Lake. <gasps> I know. Arthurian legends. Oh, I yes. wish. <laughs> Listen, if she's like 20 times more murdery, I support her in everything she does. Nice. Um, I wish she was the Lady of the Lake from Arthurian legend because I always assumed that the Lady of the Lake was the last carrier of Excalibur. And I want to know her story. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Doesn't that make sense? Should she's able to hold it for him? Right. There, there's also like some <laughs> people who theorize. My mom's done Arthurian uh, stuff. Obviously. Yes. Yeah. So basically, and she does not support this theory because she like actually does research and I just read about it on Tumblr. There is this like some people think that it's actually like brigantia because of uh because a lot of peat bogs you could get like bog iron from nice and so brigantia sacred flame blacksmith sword oh yeah again not supported by any like literary paper anything but like fun times i like that interpretation yeah yeah i i mean i also like gallant sword lady who has a sword and has used it before and is yeah. now like i assumed she was the last recipient of excalibur which is why she is the keeper of it when arthur does not have it it's cool <laughs> as fuck i that's what that was my assumption yeah when, when i just figured that's what other people were thinking too uh obviously not but you know <laughs> listen there's so much nonsense going on in arthurian literature and nobody True. can it's True. a lot of arguing they haven't had new content in a long time, at least none that with like any literary or historical merit. Yeah, it's been a bit. Um, anyway, this lady of the lake. Yes. According to the Northeast Georgia, uh, according to the Northeast Georgia History Center, in April 1958, Delia Parker Young and her friend Susie Roberts had left in Delia's blue Ford to have a night out in the neighboring town. When the women never returned, an investigation went underway where skid marks on a bridge leading right into Lake Rainier was found. Oh no. The women had been considered missing for until 18 months later, one of the bodies floated up from the water. (sighs) A fisherman was fishing one day when a body in a blue dress floated to the surface right in front of them. The body had been missing two toes and both hands. Don't like that at all. Nope. They were able to identify the body as Delia because she was last seen in a blue dress. Mm. Susie was not found until 1990 when the Ford was found during some construction on the bridge. Oh, my God. She could only be identified by her watch. Which, honestly, sometimes if you're 
your dead body like a week in the water can make it so you can only be identified yeah i was about to say so like fuck the fact that that watch was even anywhere near the body anymore like (laughs) i mean if she was trapped in the car true right yeah yeah so it would at least be near her body somewhere right in the car hopefully you never know and i don't want to i'm gonna assume that that's what happened yeah because i i gotta sleep tonight melody yeah so despite being put to rest it is said that delia is still wandering the bridge and sometimes is seen on the lake hell yeah she is seen wearing her blue dress and without her hands (laughs) many people believe that she is out there searching for her hands and others believe Ooh. she is haunting the area, unable to let go of her death. I love ghost stories where, like, they're missing a body part and they're searching for it. Like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, chills. Who has my toe? Uh. <gasps> love scary stories to tell in the dark. God, the fucking, the ribbon one always got me. The green ribbon. Oh, I love oh. it. And, like, it's not even the scariest one. It was just something. It's just her head falls off. Her head fucking falls off. It's it great. has been years. It's like fantastic. he has been sleeping next to a woman whose head detaches for, for years. years. <laughs> that is a different kind of horror and one that I'm like fully not emotionally prepared to handle even as an adult. Nice. But also give it to me. Okay. <laughs> and lastly, there is a man in a boat often seen pushing his boat along with a um, staff. However, he's seen doing this in areas where the water would be far too deep to do so with a staff. And all he does is move back and forth, left, right, Chiron. forth, left, right. <laughs> yes. And that is the unfortunate story of the <gasps> town of Oscarville and the creepy, creepy Lake Lanier. I never need to go there. I never, I don't need to. I, I mean, I don't know why you would be in North Georgia. I like peaches. Sort of. Yeah, but you can still get peaches and stuff closer to Atlanta. Oh, 100%. <laughs> no, like, I, I'm just, mm, mm. There's some places with ghost stuff where I'm like, yeah, I could go there. I probably won't see anything because I'm like a dead zone. Yeah. For creepy crawlies and ghosties. I would love to take you on the Queen Mary. I think that'd be great. I would also want you to also have a separate time to go without me. Why? Because I just don't see. I, I like. I, I mean, I've been there. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, then I'll go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've been there. I've had the experience. Uh, yeah, I just, I want you to make sure that you have an experience where you could yeah. see a ghost. So that if I I'm did, just like. I purposely did zero research to see if what I was seeing and sensing, you know. Was like accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which, yeah, was very accurate. Because as I walked into a room, I'd be like, oh, motherfuck!" Or I'd <laughs> see something. And then the p- person would start talking. And they'd be like, so people who are sensitive and have certain sensitivities, blah, 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 talk about this, this, and this in this room. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's everything I'm experiencing. Yep. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to go tour some ghosty stuff. I Yeah, there's this asylum BNB in Indiana that might be fun. Yeah, that might make me really sad. I just need to be prepared for that. Um, But here's the thing. With the way that this place was created and what it used to be, I I don't think my white ass needs to be anywhere near there. (laughs) I don't think it's respectful. I don't think it's cool. I mean, I think that it's a very interesting historical site. Yes. And, like, ghosts are cool. But, like, I don't think that me being there serves any purpose. Yeah. 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 
Must be hard for you since you do love lakes. <laughs> I just, I like swimming. I like. She and grew up in a landlocked state, guys. I grew up in a landlocked fucking state. If it is 75 degrees out, it is warm enough to swim. Can you stand for more than 15 minutes? You shouldn't. Your lips will turn blue, but you know what? You <laughs> got in the water and you got your head wet and it was fun. Yeah. Um, I can, like. You can I, understand her passion. I like bodies of water that I can swim in. But yeah. this one sounds like I could die. And I don't like dying, Melody. Yeah, dying isn't fun. Um, I have, I, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. I mean, unless you're, you know, at that point in your life. Or right. But I'm not. Otherwise <laughs> suffering too much. I don't want to drown, Melody. From a <gasps> illness that <gasps> is only going to kill you anyway. I would still not <laughs> pick drowning in a lake. No, never. Ever. I mean, Dr- I would choose drowning over f- dying in a fire. But yeah, I'd choose a lot of things over dying in a fire. Oh, God, yes. But, like, apparently the smoke inhalation is what gets you. I would rather, you. yeah. Yeah, because then you're just sitting there in pain the whole time mm. before you die, typically. Because mm. if you don't go into shock. I'm kind of counting on the shock. Right? Um, In f- full honesty. Huh. Listen, the thing I is, is like mm. I have had like a drowning experience where I had to have CPR administered. Oh shit! It was not bad. <laughs> like it was definitely terrifying. Um, I'd still go hypothermia every time. Yeah, or just dying in my bed when I'm ancient. Oh yeah, dying in your sleep when you're old is of course the ideal. But absolutely, like, hypothermia isn't terrible. You get to have a little fun and run around naked at first. Before you die. Also, you feel warm. Yeah. You feel warm. Your brain convinces you that you are. Yeah. That's fine. I uh, mean, it's not, but you know. Yeah. It's better than a lot of other deaths. On that note. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a, have a good evening or day or whatever. Whenever you're listening. Yeah. Whenever, whatever time of day you're listening. Enjoy the rest of whatever day you have left. Go get therapy. Go get some dang therapy because we all need it. Get fucking vaccinated if it's at all possible for you. Yes. If you haven't gotten boosted, do that. Yeah. If you didn't get your flu shot yet, you I mean, you might as well. Yeah, I still have a good few months where that yeah. should be yeah. administered still. Mm-hmm. Once we hit summer, it's kind of like, if you didn't get it, just oh, wait well for then, the next then one. Then they're like already figuring out what the next one's going to yeah, be. Yeah, just wait like for the next one. Yeah. yeah. And get that in like September, October. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, if you haven't gotten your flu shot, it's still worth it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I hope you guys enjoy heading into spring. I know I'm very excited that in roughly 30 days, it will be sun, sun will be setting at around seven. Oh my God. It's the best time of year at yes. any point in time when the sun is setting around seven. It's my ideal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, go get therapy. Enjoy your life. Bye. Bye.